everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the DVC Show. I am your host, Paul Krieger, and I'm joined this week by my lovely wife, Amy Krieger. Hello. We've got John Sakari, aka Big Fat Panda, with us. Welcome home. I got permission from Corey Fiasco to say that. Heyo. <laughs> We've got Derek DeBoer, Senior Sales Associate with the DVC Resale Market. He has his technology worked out this week, and he has a 100-year-old sweatshirt from what we were told. It is a 25-year-old sweatshirt from Disney's 25th. Take a look. That's all you're going to see because it doesn't quite fit me anymore. So it's kind of like a halter top. So I will remain <laughs> seated for the remainder of the show. <laughs> we, we appreciate that, Derek. Thank you. And we've got Jeff Haslam joining us this week again, as always. How are we doing, Jeff? Hey, everybody. Good. As long as Derek is wearing pants, I think we'll all be fine. <laughs> well, that's still a little we questionable. I, I don't that. know that we've fully determined whether or not that's occurring. Uh, we do know he's in a public office space at the moment, though, so it's hopeful. It means nothing. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. There appears to be police coming. Let me take care of <laughs> Well, thank you guys, as always, for joining us this week. Uh, we've had about a half hour of fun already uh, on this show between technology issues. Uh, we talked about cereal briefly again, so if, if you're joining us for cereal discussions, uh, we can have more of that, or if you want DVC we will try to get to that eventually throughout the evening. But uh, a lot of that content that did not make it into the show is going to go up over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash DVC fan. So be sure to head over there and uh, support us if you do like our antics and our comedy and want to see some of the behind the scenes stuff, like whether or not Derek is actually wearing pants. So, <laughs> but. This week, we are here to talk all things DVC news. Uh, currently, it is November of 2023. The holidays are just around the corner, and I would call this kind of the busiest time of the DVC calendar year when it comes to all of the news and fun stuff that begins to happen and the events that are coming forward in 2024. So we're going to discuss all of that in more. But as always, this and all of our DVC fan content is brought to you by the world of DVC. DVC Resale Market, if you're looking to buy or sell a Disney Vacation Club contract. And then Derek, I did want to go to you here. What is this uh, drive and save or save and stay drive? drive? Oh what is the What's the promotion oh. that is currently being run over at Resale Market called? Yeah, hopefully by the time this show airs, we may have some listings left. It's our uh, one-of-a-kind, never-been-done-before-in-the-history-of-Disney-Vacation-Club or probably Timeshare Anywhere. Basically, you can buy a contract, limited number of contracts, and we've sold 40 or 50 of them within like a week or two. Uh, but basically, no money down at all. There's no money due for escrow. There's no money due when you finance the contract. The first time that you will actually pay money is when your monthly payment with Monera starts in after you close on that contract. So legit zero money down sign and stay promotion. Hopefully we still have a few left. <laughs> so the buck's been passed to Amy and Monera. Amy's going to be coming for your money, not Derek. <laughs> and that first payment's not actually due till one month after Ooh. the closing date. So so technically that what that that will, that'll fall outside of the holiday season. So you actually won't have to. You can put it under the Christmas. Tuck it under the Christmas tree. Right. Derek, Derek uh, helped me do of. that several years ago, actually. Uh, uh, it's called we... our Cry in January promotion. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Derek did that. Uh, it was before I knew Derek or anything. Um, and, and Derek helped me purchase a 50-point Grand Floridian contract that I put under the tree for Amy one year. So That's right. We just put... That's uh, really nice. Oh, you know, I never thought about, like, just giving 
DVC for Christmas. That's adorable. Really? <laughs> Wait till you, you did he present it? Did, did he present it well? That. I don't know why. Contract at <laughs> no, was it presented well? Like, was there a box with a note? Well, 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 I, I go all out for Christmas. I'm a pretty big Christmas guy, Panda. So it was, there were several different items that kind of led up to a Grand Floridian theme. And then oh, that's cool. the Grand Floridian Christmas ornament at the time was the little plate and cup on a saucer. And it said Grand Floridian on it. And then if you turned it upside down on the bottom, it said 50 points. So that's oh. pretty cool. Look I would have took a Sharpie and just put a one. Maybe it would have worked. I don't know. 150. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. That I like that. Good promotion that Resale Market and Monera have, have come together with. As always, also, if you're not ready to pull that trigger on a DVC Resale Market contract, you can visit our friends over at DVC Rental Store. Try before you buy, rent some points, uh, rent out your own points if you're not going to use those. We are headed into annual dues season. That's going to be kind of the first topic that we hit on tonight with the news. But a lot of people this time of year, that's when they begin to look at renting points to help offset that annual dues balance. So keep that in mind. But as I said, we're starting with annual dues, which dropped, uh, we, every year we kind of know roughly when annual dues are going to come out and it's always the most inopportune time for us. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad this year. We were usually we're on an airplane or at a work function or something. We were actually home. So. We, we were set up for fit. Like we yeah. thought it was going to drop like in the middle of a work event or, or something. So we did a lot of like pre prep. <laughs> and then the weirdest thing that happened with annual mm. dues this year is the fact that uh, we kind of knew about uh, four or five days before the dues actually came out that they were going to drop. And so we were kind of prepped for that. And then all of a sudden people started seeing things in the mail. And people started getting their actual condo association notices several days before actual yeah. annual dues were dropped. So normally we were, those come after, yeah. and they were they didn't all come at once. So we got one mm -hmm. one day, and then some more a week later, and then I think we we're still missing a few. No, we we ended up getting them. I threw them all away. Uh, <laughs> That's I don't, I don't I don't know why we still get paper copies in the mail. I think I fixed that for next year, but. Uh, there, there were like rumors all over the place. People were like, maybe they printed the A's today. So Animal Kingdom and Alani went out and and maybe tomorrow's the B's. And and I don't think any of that was true. It was just, you know, someone put something in the mail a day too early. And then uh, the, the dues dropped on Monday. But <laughs> And that uh, person has since been fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> Amy likes that person. But uh, nothing overly shocking with this year's annual dues. Uh, we will talk about a couple of specific things, but wanted to first and foremost go to Derek's uh, first love, which is Vero Beach Resort. The highest dues increase this year, 7.51 uh, and 7.88%, uh, depending on what kind of contract you have. Derek, walk us through. Why is, why is Vero Beach going up? What, what do they have uh, that they kind of fight against? Well, it's uh, as always when folks say, why are the dues at Vero so much more expensive? Why are the dues at Hilton Head so, so much more expensive? Literally, it's called the ocean. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, it's called insurance. So a huge part of those annual dues for those beach resorts like Hilton Head and Vero is going to go towards insurance. Why? Because it's on the ocean. And literally, there was a couple of years ago, I want to say maybe 
eight years ago or whatnot, Vero was hit with like three hurricanes in one season. So that entire pier that people love was completely demolished. There was stuff to the resort. It was just a hot mess after three different hurricanes came by. So that's why those those oceanside resorts will always have higher dues simply because of insurance. Because after the hurricanes came, after the pier was destroyed, Disney didn't do a special assessment and have to reach out to all those owners and say, listen, man, that pier was destroyed. Everybody's going to need to cough up, you know, a few extra bucks. All of that is already taken care of. And remember that with your annual dues is set aside in the reserves portion. So for when things like this happen, they are prepared. But yeah, it's definitely... Not a surprise. So it's one of those reasons that if you love Vero and you primarily need points because you want to get one of those, you know, beachside cottages, that's probably the reason to buy points at Vero. Other than that, roll your dice at seven months out and be happy just like I am. (laughs) Jeff, do you remember, I know we were there at the same time about two years ago, but at that given time, it was basically like a drop-off shelf on the beach because of the erosion. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, that I think that's also part of what they battle there from that erosion. I know that they constantly are working to smooth that out. We were just there a couple months ago and it seemed to have resolved itself or. Yeah, but it was rough. Yeah. You had to if you had mobility issues, it would have been really tough to get down to the beach. That was. Yeah, that was a year ago. Um, So we were glad that our second time there, it was much flatter. Yeah. Also, in terms of annual dues this year, another big talk of the town has been the new villas at Disneyland Hotel, which saw a 5.2% increase, which Panda, you're already shaking your head. It's it's like what It just seems again, I'm not as as experienced with DVC as you all are, but it just seems weird to me that you just sold it. Give I thought I would have thought as a layman, a year would have went by before I saw an increase, and apparently that's not the case. Yeah. It's been open two months. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that surprises me because Riviera for the first few years only went up by under 1%. Yeah. Each yeah. of those yeah. years. That's, those Amy, are- that's almost how it always is when Disney launches a new resort. Mm-hmm. The increases for the dues are usually you know, pretty minimal, just like you said, because why? Because when they're trying to sell that active product, when folks say, well, yeah, but how much are the annual dues going to go up? That's when folks would pull out selling Riviera. Well, look at here. Last year at Riviera, the dues only went up 1.2%. And people go, oh, that's fantastic. And then once the resort sells out, you're like, Four percent, three percent, you know, five percent. What happened? So yeah, it is very strange to have it go up five percent. It's only been open for two months, yep. right? In addition to that, the uh, transient taxes are increasing in twenty twenty four also. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, you know, it just depends on how you feel about it. Yeah, and those transient taxes are something separate from annual dues. Just for those that aren't familiar with it, uh, specifically for Disneyland Hotel, that's going to be paid. Um, on your day of check-in or day of check-out essentially for your stay and it's associated with a per night cost based off the point charts for that resort and we expect those to continue to increase you know those are not necessarily mandated by disney those are by the city of anaheim that controls those transient taxes actually grand cal saw a little bit of a hike in their dues 6.39 percent this year and when you unpack what's actually inside there there is a little bit of a transient tax increase for Grand Cal that's built in there as well. Grand Cal, a little bit different, paid for as part of the dues as opposed to Disneyland Hotel, 
where it's not. On the lower end this year, um, I think the the big surprise here was Boardwalk Villas, 1.64%, which for a resort that is is currently, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> under refurbishment. <laughs> under refurbishment. That's a, that's a pretty low estimate, which means that, uh, Derek, you mentioned this earlier, you know, those, those reserve budgets, they, they seem to be doing pretty well with estimating what it's going to cost for, for those kind of hard goods refurbishments when they do those every few years. Especially there's just seems to be so much stuff going on at the boardwalk, like whether Mm -hmm. they're, you know, redoing the ESPN or the actual boardwalk itself just got redone. And then the Mm -hmm. hard for, you know, all that stuff. And now, of course, the major rehab that we'll talk about on a later show. But, yeah, there's always something going on. But that's what's great. And again, people have to remember this is for the long term. Like I bought my boardwalk, I think, in what, 1999 or something like that. So. I'm okay this year getting my annual dues for the my paltry 170 points that I have that only went up, you know, one point something percent. I'm good with that. Jeff, how are you feeling about your old Key West dues? They saw a 5.45% increase this year. Old Key West normally kind of kind of a higher annual dues resort, mainly because of the buses, I think. Yeah, and I mean, it's always been kind of the, the most expensive resort as far as dues go at Walt Disney World. But I think I think we saw the highest increase this year, too. I'm just scanning through us and Beach Club, I guess, are, are pretty neck and neck there. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm really close to 10 bucks now, and I'm not really super thrilled about that. It's always it's hilarious the day that annual dues come out because we all get excited here in the Krieger house because we have a lot of work to do and we've got blogs to write. We know it's a big day uh, for DVC news and everyone that reads our articles just gets pissed off over the course of reading our article. So um, it's a it's it's a mixed bag of emotions. Uh, Panda, you like you said, you're pretty new to annual dues. This is your second year. So I still feel like anything under five percent. I feel like they did it. I did. I we 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 dodged a bullet, right. especially that Riviera was like you told me one percent, one point seven. What was it? Four point three Riviera. Riviera, something like year. that. Four point oh seven. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm in love with that resort. They can they can they can't bother me too much. <laughs> Don't say that and too loud. And, and I was going to say famous always, last words. <laughs> yeah, and always remember too when people hear this that maybe you're not a member or whether you are a member to i would rather own something at disney that has say an increase of i don't care two percent three percent four percent five percent six percent versus being those a guest renting a disney hotel room where you say oh look the rooms went up ten percent fifteen percent twenty percent plus we have to pay twelve and a half percent sales tax every single night that we stay give me being a dvc owner and i'll take these moderate increases that we have Mm -hmm. totally take it yeah. Uh, so Grand Floridian, I believe, is still the lowest, right, of all the resorts in terms of price per point. Yep. Um, only saw a 3.28% increase this year. And Grand Floridian is currently sitting at $7.57 per point. So pretty far down there, the lowest overall, except uh, those rare Alani subsidized yeah. contracts. Which I don't, don't even look at those. Those don't, really, <laughs> those don't really count. They're the... They're, they're, they're a needle Unicorns. in a haystack. Yeah. Uh, Grand <laughs> Californian has gone up pretty high the last couple of years. So I'm hoping that that refurbishment better be coming soon. You say that. I feel like you say that every show. It's like, I do. It better come. Just, I'm going to be so disappointed. I'm so ready for the condo association I, for them to say that. 
I I'm worried that they're gonna wait though. I I am worried with Grand Cow that they're kind of gonna probably wait until they sell more of Disneyland Hotel because they've got this mm. shiny new object and they don't want to outshine it with a refurbishment over at, at Grand Cow. That wouldn't be fair at mm. all. Yeah, well, it's never never about fairness. I feel like in 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 this world, but. Speaking of refurbishments, uh, we recently got some new updates about several refurbishments that are happening around Disney Vacation Club properties. Uh, Two worth noting that are kind of uh, smaller, what I would call like a refresh or something like that. Those would be the Vero Beach Resort and the Hilton Head is actually a full refurbishment. Uh, I believe that Vero Beach is a small soft goods refresh, Mm -hmm. but both receiving what everyone sort of has has come to love with this refurbishment cycle which are those murphy beds and they've been very very popular hilton head looks beautiful uh and redone yeah uh, just a note on vera beach that we noticed uh obviously we had reported that the cast members had told us that murphy's beds would be replacing uh couch beds but it is as space allows yeah because Depending on, you know, Vera Beach, the the buildings, first of all, the deluxe studios are, um, and, and then one, two bedrooms, those are where you're going to find those couch beds that are now Murphy beds. Uh, the in rooms had two queen beds, so they're not going to be adding Murphy beds there. But in the other configurations, those are all in the outer buildings. Mm-hmm. And those outer buildings are unique. Like they're not all shaped the same and not all the rooms are shaped the same. And so it just depends on the placement of the couch because we've seen uh, where the couch has been in front of a wall that would allow a Murphy bed to be attached. But there are also uh, couches that are in front of windows. And so those refurbishments of those rooms, they actually got a new pullout couch bed instead of a Murphy bed. So it your mileage is going to vary depending on... What room you get, you might have a Murphy bed, but you might still have a couch bed. And I think we saw something similar to that with Boulder Ridge. I know the top floor, I Mm -hmm. believe, of Boulder Ridge is not able to handle the height of the Murphy beds. So they actually put couch beds in there. So if you're really craving that couch bed experience, uh, which I know Derek is, (laughs) then then, you 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 can make a specific request for those. Any 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 comments or any anybody feeling any any different about these refurbishments? Uh, as a big guy, I like the pull down Murphy bed. It's comfy. The couch bed, not so much. So I'd like to see them all change if they were able to, yeah. or at least know what I'm getting when I book it. Yep. Yeah, and, I, uh, I mean, for for me, the Hilton Head and Jeff could probably touch on it because he was just there and he completely fell in love with it. Um, I'm not a fan of the new rooms. I mean, yes, they look nice and they look very clean. But to me, one of the coolest things I think about the old Hilton head was that it really felt like you were like stepping into like, a, you know, Eddie Bauer or Patagonia catalog. Like it was just so unique and rustic and to that area where now it just from the pictures I've seen. And again, I'm more than happy to go. If anyone wants to give me points, I can try it out. But I just don't feel like it has that like, wow, I'm in Hilton head. Am I? I'm not sure. Let me see. Oh, look, there's a picture behind the Murphy bed of like, you know, two chipmunks. Oh, I guess I must be at a Disney vacation club resort because there's the picture. I just don't take everything that's unique about it and just make it because it's easy and simple to put clean lines and classic whatever. I don't know. That's my two cents. 
Yeah, and I, I here's the thing, and it's kind of a catch twenty two because I do like the Murphy beds as well. They're way more comfortable. They're they look nice when they're folded up, but it's kind of the rest of the refurbs on these rooms, and I, and I dare say it goes all the way back to <clears throat> to Port Orleans Riverside when they first started doing these pull down beds with the hidden pictures behind them. I just I don't know why they have to sacrifice the rest of the theming to look right. like another area. You know, like the pull down beds are great. I think everybody, for most people, they're, you know, are a fan of them, but it's the rest of the decor that's just kind of phoned in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I hate the new boardwalk ones. So <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> well. That's, yeah. So I, I wasn't too upset about most of the refurbishments. I thought Grand Florian looked nice. Beach Club, now those were soft goods, yeah. Polynesian. Um, what is the most recent. Hard goods. Uh, well, Saratoga. Pro I love Saratoga. Probably, probably Boulder Ridge. Boulder Ridge, I thought was nice. There was it, a it was tasteful. They they yeah. injected. It was a nice combination. Boulder Ridge combined those rustic feels with a Disney element, and I think they they kept true to that resort in a lot of what they did. But yeah, but yeah, those Boulder Ridge rooms needed a rehab so bad that literally they could have replaced a fork, and we would have been like, "Amazing! <laughs> I love it." Yeah, but I agree, Jeff. Boardwalk, I mean, that's my favorite resort. And when I saw that picture, it's it's like almost identical to the hotel side. So yes. no, no uniqueness for being a DVC villa. Mm -hmm. And it's just so drab. But like the colors of the wall, the original colors of the boardwalk walls, it was that, that bluish greenish color. We painted our bedroom at our, our first house to match that color. And we we actually styled our room after Boardwalk because we loved it so much. And the two things that stuck out are really the three things um, that were like, this is what we have to have to make this a Boardwalk room. The same color walls, pops of red in my pillows, like just a couple pops of red, and um, some kind of amusement park type photo so i have a friend that that is an art teacher and she made me uh, she painted a canvas and made like a ferris wheel and the ferris wheel had like little red um gondolas in it and so to me that was kind of bringing the boardwalk into our home and none of that stuff is is present in this refurbishment the there's no pretty pops of red you know there's no they took the the feel of the Coney Island amusement park. Um, you know, there was like pictures of roller coasters, yeah. pictures of, I miss that. That was a big part of the boardwalk. Yeah. The whimsical. As long, and as long as they don't touch, as long as they don't touch that creepy chair in the boardwalk lobby, if they do, there will be riots in the street. Do not touch that creepy chair. I love those. <laughs> Derek. Somebody dressed it. as the nanny chair for the Halloween nice. party. And it was, sure. you saw it? It was amazing. Awesome. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And the walls are, are like tan now instead of the beautiful teal, tealish, bluish. Yeah. It's, I, I'm so sad about that. Uh, we were joking in the, in the DVC fan moderator chat. Cause I think most people, most of us in that moderator chat own, own, uh, at boardwalk in some, some way, shape or form. And, I said this jokingly, but it is something that I'm serious about, you know, sucking the life out of the whimsy of Boardwalk makes me reconsider that purchase, especially now that it's a 2042 resort. 
it really makes me question, you know, do I just want to flip it for some old Key West points or some Saratoga points instead? Because it, I don't know, it, it's not going to have the same feel. Verdict's still out. I want us to, you know, go into the rooms, stay in the rooms and experience them. But I want to go around the horn here a second and ask a question related to this because this is not it. I feel like for us, this is just now hitting close to home. But for other owners, this is something that they've seen with refurbishment trends that have coming. Do you think that Disney is purposefully kind of bridging the gap between that deluxe hotel room and Disney Vacation Club for the purposes of either, I guess, maybe trying to sell more DVC with that mindset? Nothing. Oh, I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts. You know me. But I wanted others to have the chance to go. Jeff, let's start with you. So, well, I'm, kind of to preface this, I just went back and looked at the photos of of the Hilton Head ones because Derek called me out of having just been there. And I'll be honest with you, when I first saw these photos, I thought they were the Vero Beach ones. I don't think I actually looked at the Hilton Head photos this closely. I'm furious. <laughs> like, I'm more <laughs> mad than I've ever been right now. I don't want to buy there anymore. It totally took the character out of it, like totally. And so to your point, Paul, like, I just, I don't, I, I wish I could say I knew the reason why they were going this route. If it's, it's cheaper just to buy all the white linens in bulk and, and cheaper to just have off the shelf kind of lame paintings, but there has to be a cost saving measure behind it, in my opinion. And it's just kind of what we've seen from, from Disney in, in the last few years anyway, is any way that we can deliver this as cheaply as possible. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because I'm so pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just, they just refurbished Boardwalk, and it's all the same stuff from the hotel. So they yeah. got a deal and on flat oh. headboards. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the second resort we've seen this happen to, though. You know, uh, I argued back when they did the Big Pine Key flip. It was extremely a very cheap flip for them to sell a boatload of Disney vacation club points. You know, God knows what's happening behind those walls with the plumbing and with the electric work. We even heard a rumor back when big pine key first came out. And I think they had to order special microwaves just because there was Mm -hmm. this concern about the wattage of the microwaves and whether or not that would work with the electric that was in those rooms. So at first, when we actually heard about big pine key, there was a rumor going around that there was not going to be any microwaves within that entire building. Uh, I don't know 100% if that's fully what happened or mm-hmm. not, but I assume that those are low wattage microwaves. People and kept requesting them too, and, like wanted microwaves. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that was a very cheap refurbishment that they did, but then they went and did it to every other external building there <laughs> that is part of the Grand Floridian. And those rooms, if you stayed in a cash room at the Grand Floridian, they're identical. They look just like the the, the Grand Floridian uh, DVC Big Pine Key rooms. And so, well, and sorry, I know I've had my turn to talk, but that that brings to mind something else. You know, with that Big Pine Key refurbishment, like you said, Paul, that was a cheap, you know, fairly inexpensive way to sell a lot more points. All they did was took take an existing building and and swap them out. They didn't add a bunch of one and two bedrooms. They just basically DVC'd some existing hotel rooms. How long until we're getting 
Port Orleans, Coronado, all-star movies, you know, like they have those big suites in all-star music and art of animation. Like, is this just going to be going forward? Hey, we can sell a lot more of this and we don't have to mm -hmm. spend any money to do it. Right. Yeah. Panda, what are your thoughts on, on what we're seeing? I see the, you know, generic hospitalization, white lines. <clears throat> I don't like it at all, but I know that things change. Like when you say you don't want to buy somewhere because of it, in three, four years from now, it could all come back again, especially if they, if we complain and they get our opinions. So I really hope we, we have to let them know that we don't like it. But I wonder if there is a sect of Americans or people, you know, buyers that just love that look and that's why they're doing it. Is it just for cost or do they think that's what we want? I, I, I have to feel like a large portion of it is cost at this point, just based off what we see. You know, you the the light fixtures are the same as Amy said. They got a special deal at Costco on on plaid headboards. You know, it it's just it, it's so it's it's so down the road. But I, it blows what blows me away the most is like, how, why don't you ask members these questions? Like, are is there a subgroup of members out there that were ever polled that own at Boardwalk and being asked the question, "What do you love about this resort?" You know, what aspects of this do you love? Do you want it to go in that cleaner direction or do you want it to go in this whimsical direction? Because when you look at the exterior, and I put this in our article where we shared the photos of Boardwalk Villas, but when you look at the exterior, there's a, there's a defined difference between the inside and the DVC side. The inside has always been more of that classy version. And so when they did the refurbishment there, it felt natural. It felt good you're on that saying, side. It's, you, you say inside. I know you're talking about I-N-N, -N, but I was hearing uh, like the word inside. Yes, and I the, was like, what is he talking the, about? The boardwalk in I-N-N, <laughs> -N, that side, that cash side of the, of the resort. It's always had kind of more that elegant boardwalk feel. And there's a, there's a place for that when it comes to the Jersey boardwalk and, and the inspiration behind all of that. But then you go to the DVC side and it's that colorful palette on the exterior of the building. You had the creepy clown slide for the years. You had the boardwalk nanny chairs. So it brought in more of that whimsical fun, like you're actually on the boardwalk, the sideshow kind of aspect of the resort. And the rooms gave you that feel too. And I think that's that's what we're losing. And Derek, I'll, I'll let you go on your, on your rampage about this. Cause I, I know you got some, I know you got some thoughts about your beloved boardwalk. No, it'll take just 30 to 40 minutes. Um, but, <laughs> it, it makes me crazy because what I can tell you is that yes, 100% it comes down to money. There's no way that the talent of these Disney designers and these Disney Imagineers and everybody that comes to say, hey, we're going to redo the rooms at Hilton Head, we're going to redo the rooms at Boardwalk or Vero, they're going to start, right, with their blue sky. Like, here's what I envision, here's what we want to have, great. I guarantee you, a hundred meetings later, it's all been pared down for money. It's like if you go back and look at the original plans for what, you know, Toy Story Land was supposed to be. Looks nothing like it does now. Why? Because of money. Look at Galaxy's Edge. Was supposed to be way cooler than it was, but it was pared down because of money. So I think 100% they looked at these rooms and said, hey, you know what? 
it works, but it, 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 it kills me because that's one of the things about being a Disney Vacation Club member is that feeling when you put that key, your magic band, and you open up your room and you're like, oh my God, look at this. This is so whimsical. And look at there's Mickey in the headboard and Animal Kingdom or in the carpet and look at the unique lighting fixtures everywhere. You're at Disney. You're at Disney for a reason. And like you said, Paul, if you're a guy that's there on a business trip, fine, go stay on the in room. You know what? You may not want to be beaten over the head with pixie dust and magic, but vacation club members, I mean, call me out if you think I'm wrong. I want to be beaten over the head with pixie dust. That's what I want. That's why I became a Disney vacation club member. So don't think that your job is done just because you put a new mural and a Murphy bed and you check it off for the next five years until the next hard firm rehab or whatever. So yeah, it pains me, but I'm sure a hundred percent it's all about money. And I'm honestly so going to be so sad when I check in to, to the boardwalk for the first time again, my home for 20 some years. And I'm going to go, oh, remember when this used to have this or this used to look like this or this? It's just, ugh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. At least it's got, maybe maybe it's got one more refurbishment cycle to, to come back through. And uh, as Panda said earlier, in 17 maybe years. In, in, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll but learn. Make, sh- make sure when we fill out a survey or go to guest relations, let them know. You know, that it's not that you don't love your DVC, but you don't like what's going on with the, the refurbishments. Yeah, but, that's that's why wonder. we complain. We complain because we love it. If we didn't complain or get riled up or get angry about it, we'd Agreed. be just like any other vacation club out there. But we're Disney fans. We're passionate about Disney and we're passionate about our Disney vacation club. Agreed. But that's sometimes I wonder if that's to our detriment too, because I've said this before. Disney yeah. is Disney fans are an unusual breed in that they're the most rabid fun-loving, toxic complainers that ever lived. We're going to riot in the streets when they change our favorite whatever, but we're still going. And so I yep. wonder if sometimes Disney just ignores, you know, the, the public chaos because right. there's no two minds that think alike. And so we're just going to do what we want to do, what saves us the most money, let the villagers riot. They're still going to come back tomorrow. What, what Disney doesn't ignore is the bottom line. If you let them know, and if a few, you know, if enough people wrote in that said, you know, we were going to buy at Boardwalk, but after we saw the refurbishment, we're not. I just think if they really believe that and they saw that it was, it might be affecting their bottom line, that's when they'll listen. Well, and I think that it, this is kind of a nice um, pivot into our next conversation, which specifically involves Grand Floridian, but... Jeff, exactly to your point, they're still doing tremendously well as as an organization. We just saw the Q4 and the full year 2023 earnings come out, and Disney Vacation Club was actually applauded, uh, specifically related to the Disneyland Hotel, but overall, the Parks Division was very successful. And then we saw this news of Grand Floridian selling out. And I think all of us in our head, you know, we thought we still had a couple more months before this would happen, given the number of points that they had left at the Grand Floridian. But if people are 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 showing that they still want to buy this product based off of what Grand Floridian was. Now, there were, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, but there were some tremendous deals to be had with Grand Floridian. And I think that really helped it get over that sellout a lot quicker than we anticipated. But I, I wonder if people are overlooking the 
new members specifically are overlooking the the aesthetics of the room for the value proposition that Disney Vacation Club has to offer, and if that's kind of what 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 is selling people more than ever. Now we know Grand Floridian, you know, it benefits from its location, you know, right there, Seven Seas Lagoon. But the trends that we're seeing right now, I I would be I'm a little concerned now. What's the Polynesian Tower going to look like? You know, it's is it going to be more of this? We when we when it first came out, I remember I I photoshopped the image of the external of the building and put a little Marriott sign up top because are we going to see more of that kind of trend? Regardless, though, uh, you know, as as you guys pointed out, I think it's going to sell, and so Disney Vacation Club isn't going to necessarily care what people are thinking of it a hundred percent because they're they're hitting their goals, they're hitting their numbers. Um, you know, their bottom line is fine. They're they're getting their quotas, they're getting their bonuses. So, um, but yeah, Grand Floridian sold out, and that happened, I think, a lot quicker than any of us uh, can kind of kind of expect. I know we now, were wait, kind of shocked. Well, as a, a layman here, when you say Grand Floridian sold out, if yeah. I called direct right now to buy DVC, they're going to tell me they don't have any points to sell me. Uh, technically speaking, at this time, that yeah. is correct. They do not have okay. any any points to sell. Um, they will start selling it again. So every single Disney Vacation Club resort gets to a point in which they have sold all the available points that they're allowed to sell. They are required by law to hold 2%, I believe it is, um, as part of their reserves of, of points. Are you just giving me a peace sign? <laughs> uh, yes, 2% of all of their points as a reserve. Uh, for things like refurbishments, you know, they, they got to pool rooms from inventory from time to time. So they do have to withhold those that 2% that they have, uh, but they can rofer contracts and then resell those at a sold out or a very higher rate. So normally when we get to a sold out status, that means that, you know, those active incentives, those sales pushes for that resort will begin to see you know, we, we, we've seen it basically already, you know, Grand Floridian's no longer being really showcased as actively selling property with sales incentives. It is now going, going for $230 per point, although they're not selling it. We kind of expect that they're probably starting a wait list for Grand Floridian right now. And then we'll probably see that Grand Floridian price per point skyrocket again, like all resorts do after they reach that sold out status. And Derek, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we were at like 255, 260 or something. 285, I think. Wow, I was really off. When it was a before it before it dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you kind of nailed it on the head too, Paul, is that you know, they will the power of these Disney Vacation Club waitlists because I was a vacation guide for a long time. And in fact, even on many, many cruises would talk to families and help them join Disney Vacation Club, but a lot of cruises we would have members, you know, who've been members for a while, they weren't interested in, you know, adding on at the bright new shiny penny resort, right? They didn't want to add on points at the Poly. They didn't want to add on points at Copper Creek or whatnot. They wanted points, more points at their original resort. So whether that was Beach Club, whether that was, you know, perhaps even Saratoga, or of course, Old Key West, we would meet with those families and say, listen, Derek, we really need 100 more points. Here's our use here. We'd put them on what's called a wait list. And sometimes the wait list, the points would come through maybe in a week. It could be a month. In the case, it was kind of a longstanding joke. If you were on a Grand Cal wait list, we'll probably call you by the time your you know, youngest is 35, 40 years old, because people would literally sit on that wait list for years. But yeah, Disney doesn't want 
people to go on wait lists, you know, so when you meet with people, when you talk to them, they want you to buy the product that they're going to get 100% of profit on, which is whatever that live inventory is. And right now, the grand was such a slam dunk for them, because it was, you know, it's a it's the grand. B, it's got a, it had an incredible direct price with some of these promotions that I'd say, I don't blame you. Yeah, you got to go ahead and buy those promos while you can. And again, it was unrestricted, right? Uh, unlike if people that bought Riviera. So that's why they blew through those points, man. Just, you know, if I was a vacation club guy direct back then, it was a no brainer to talk to those guests and sell them the grand without a doubt. Yeah. And I think we're going to see the, the effect of that here the next two to three months, because now we're back to Riviera. And I'm yep. not saying that as a negative to Riviera. I'm not trying to bash Riviera. It's still a very beautiful property. And I've said that. I've said, <laughs> panda, not, yep. panda on our fight. It's, it's still a very beautiful property. But we now have to, you know, if you're a direct sales guide or, or you now have to change how you're selling again. And you yep. have to go back to what is the allure of Riviera, and you're going to have to do that for the next maybe, three months. Maybe that's why they make Borlock look so bad. Because <laughs> Riviera, Riviera looks good compared to it. Make every other property look bad so that our actively selling I'm property serious. sells. Riviera, the the rooms at Riviera are beautiful. Top notch. And when beautiful. I compare them to the Boardwalk Refurb right now, or at least the pictures I've seen in the Boardwalk Refurb, I want to stay at Riviera. There's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. With the art that, you know, the artwork and just the little touches and the wrought iron, you know, hidden Mickey and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's also had them do something else, which is very much push the gas pedal on some future projects that they have. And we got a little bit more information about those recently. Uh, As part of the Q4 earnings call, we kind of got a schedule of what is to come with Disney parks and experiences. And they gave us kind of the order, which we were a little unclear about of the future Disney Vacation Club properties. So we now know officially that the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort will be the next Disney Vacation Club property that comes online. At this point in time, probably anticipating that going to be late spring, early summer, I would imagine. Um, you know, they've, it's going to be an easy refurbishment or an easy flip for them to do that. It's, it's literally just, you know, taking an old cabin and putting a new cabin in place that looks a little fancier. Um, so <laughs> putting it on the back of a pickup truck, driving it to Fort Wilderness, drop it off, go back oh, yeah. and get the next I'm, one. The, do it the again first and do it news, again. the first news we will have of these, of these will be Jeff Haslam will be driving down I-4 one day and he'll, he'll text me a picture of a, uh, a Fort Wilderness cabin on the back of a pickup truck and then i'll tell him that he has to now follow wherever that pick that that truck goes because uh challenge we, accepted i'm happy we to need do that. that we need that content in our life but uh yeah so that's going to be the next next one that comes online and then late 2024 they're now saying is going to be when the polynesian tower is going to be finished but they're moving along very quickly there it looks like you know before winter they 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 plan to have all of the I say winter and it's Florida. It's always going to be pretty nice down here, but I think that they wanted to kind of have it, have it sealed in, uh, before we really get into, you know, 50 degree weather or or anything like that. So all of the sliding glass doors are in the windows are going in and it looks like they're going to have that pretty sealed in to begin to do a lot of the drywall and start the interior work of that building very, very quickly here. So, um, 
And Paul, you said that you had the official news on which condo association that it is, right? I have no <laughs> official news whatsoever. I'm kidding. I just want to see people like pull their car over Do to the side of the road. <laughs> if they're planning on, Paul's got news. If they're, if they're planning on the poly late 2024, do we know when we can start booking it? Uh, so I, I think what we're going to begin to see, and I think this is where we see them stepping on the gas pedal, because I think they're, I think Disney vacation clubs in trouble a little bit right now. I think we're in a position where grand Floridian sold out even quicker than they expected it to. So now we do have probably a three to four month period. I would say probably until maybe February ish when we might see the cabins at Disney Fort wilderness go on sale. Um, hopefully we will have that news in a couple weeks. Uh, I, I really hope that that's going to be a part of the information that's dropped this year at the condo association meeting. That would be a nice little, you know, give us some more information about the cabins. That's when you roll out the, you know, big reveal and you tell us when those things are going to go on sale. Cause again, if you look at the volumes that they were pulling with grand Floridian, I don't know how you take that ownership, uh, number of people that were purchasing and shift them all over to Riviera. So I think we're going to see a couple slower months of direct sales as a result of everything. So, um, right. And you don't even mention Alani. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not that we don't love it, it, but yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's going to be selling for another it's, 20 years. It's going to be selling for another 20 years. And I'll, I'll mark my... For another 25 years. <laughs> and I would argue, I, I would argue Disneyland Hotel, we're going to kind of continue to see just a, a a kind of uh, teeth pulling uh, of sales over there. I think the initial uh, the initial wave has died down, and it's going to continue to mm. kind of struggle the rest of the way here. But well, and that goes to I was going to say this when we were talking about the grand for a minute. But like, yes, the grand sold out quickly, but I don't think it was light years ahead of what they were planning on. The grand has always benefited from its location, right? And like Derek said, unrestricted. And you know, pretty soon we're going to have Alani, Riviera, Cabins, Polynesian, all on sale at the same time. Derek, have there, has there ever been a time when that many properties have been on sale at the same time? No. They're not going to be able and, to give Riviera away for no, no. And, a while and, and, when these and other as, ones come online. Not with those yeah, point and, charts. And, no, no. And, Panda, and, I love the Riviera. I love, 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 love. I'm the only one in this room that will fight them with you but they're going to sell it forever because of those restrictions yeah and i think the same thing too as as you know properties are on sale longer as you know word gets out and people do research i think that's what's killing the, the riviera sales first and foremost i mean flat out once people do research and find that part out and say wait a second i buy it for 200 if i need to go ahead and sell it i'm already taking like a 50 per you know 50 dollars per point hit right away I think for Disneyland, I think it's that that transient tax. That is, more people learn about it, the more the word gets out, the more the street. Oh my God, we just got back from a trip. It was incredible, but we had to pay an extra XXX out of pocket. So I think the longer these products are out there, the more that people do research on them. It's right. you know, it's make you know when they had the grand, it was such a slam dunk. And just as a point of reference, when the original grand was on sale, it sold way faster. We had to, as vacation club guides, they kept pulling promo. The Grand, believe it or not, I don't believe, if I can remember correctly, when I was a guide, we didn't have any promos on it. The original Grand, when the Grand went on sale, it was X amount per point, 
That was it. Then to try to slow it down, because it was so popular, they kept raising the price. Hey, just so you know, it's going up five bucks a point next month. Okay, it's going up 10 bucks a point next month because the poly wasn't ready yet. So they were literally doing everything they could to stop sales of the grand, but it just went went way too yeah. fast, way too fast. Well, and the West Coast stuff is a different animal anyway. You know, everybody that knows, knows I'm from Utah and it's an easy trip to Disneyland for, for the West Coast people. And there just has never been enough of a Disney Vacation Club presence, I don't think, for people to get it, for people mm-hmm. to understand it. Where here in Florida, you know, 10, 11, 12 resorts, whatever the number is, you know, yeah, they've been selling Alani since, I mean, I don't even know. Like, it's been forever and it's going to be forever because it's just, it's a beautiful resort. It's one of my favorites. But it's not something that people equate to Disney. I'm going to go to Hawaii and go to Disney. People don't make that connection unless yeah. you're in this bubble like the rest of us. Yeah. And when we talk about the Disneyland villas, you know, people aren't really talking about the restrictions on those like at Riviera for, for right. reasons you guys said, because first, like Derek said, the transient tax is kind of overshadowing that. But the other thing is, is that if you want to own a Disneyland, you're probably going to use those points there anyway. So those restrictions might not matter as much to you. Just yeah. like we have Grand Cal points and they sit in their own use here all by themselves away from our Disney World points. And we don't even care because we only use those at Grand Cal. So that's why those restrictions don't mean as much there. But that yep. transient tax is definitely turning people, some people yeah. away. So Derek, you, you brought it up earlier and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of answer your question but without answering your question. But I'm going to tell you why I think that the Polynesian will be part of the same association. And, and it kind of hints on all of these things that we're discussing. Riviera is struggling because of the resale restrictions. Um, it is a beautiful resort. It will still sell to people that love that beauty. Here's the thing. The cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness, I think that will be its own association. And I think it will have restrictions because the people that love those cabins do not care. They yeah. are going to go back to those cabins year after year after year after year. They never mm. plan to sell that contract. Look at what happens around Halloween. Panda, I know you were there a little bit. You know, you saw some of the stuff. We had a hoop-de-doo reservation, and I actually was trying to see if there were any new cabins yet, and I was walking that resort and what these people do for mm-hmm. Halloween there. I know they do it for Christmas too, but this is this is like a different type of- It's a whole culture. Culture, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a culture of people that love that resort, and that culture of people will buy that um, off the shelves and not care about a restriction, and they know it. They know that exactly. But the problem that they then face is how do you then compete with Riviera? What is your direct comparison against that? And I think that is where the Polynesian comes into play, where they're going to sell that. It's going to be a part of the existing association, I do believe, um, because they can then have that two-product option that exists at Walt Disney World, and it's going to give them more sales by doing it that way. So mm-hmm. my 10 cents. I agree. Jeff and I were just talking about this at the Polynesian the other day where we were talking about it because I get asked this question, I think, about 700 times a day of, hey, that new poly building, is that going to be part of the same association or whatnot? I know it's the topic for a whole other show, but I can tell you two reasons why I think it will be. And again, I think 
it will be, not Derek said it is, I think it will be, <laughs> is uh, because the cost involved to creating a whole new as association for folks that don't know is absolutely astronomical. You have mm -hmm. to get registered in every single state, almost every single country. The cost, time, money involved is ridiculous. Disney doesn't have any of those things right now. Right. And then secondly, I think which is maybe a little bit less, but I think more of an emotional one. And again, Jeff and I were talking about this is that by doing a separate association, you're like literally making mad the people that bought the Polynesian directly from you when there were no one bedrooms, when there mm -hmm. were no two yep. bedrooms, when you had studios and bungalows and you would yeah. say, God, I love it, but you know, it's only studios. Yeah, but they're real big and, but there's no one bedrooms. Now you're going to alienate all those people that bought the original Polynesian by saying, okay, you, but now if you buy more points, you could use them if you wanted a one bedroom or a two bedroom. So for those two reasons, I think it's going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that that will make an easy sell for them just like with Grand Floridian. So I agree. And and I would go a step further and just um, conclude by saying I think this trend won't end. I think that we we may begin to continue to see it. Um, you know, with, Jeff, was it you that alluded to earlier? You know, all stars. We've got you know moderates. <laughs> Maybe not um, all stars. No, but it, it could be a trend where mm -hmm. we we. Port Orleans. Port Orleans. You could print. Disney could print money hand over fist with Port Orleans. Agree. By far, the number one resort that people come to me and go, God, we love Port Orleans. We love Port Orleans. That one, if they ever did that, brilliant move. Brilliant. Well, and, and to clarify, you know, I, when I said All-Stars, I was more talking about those family suites that they have yeah. at All-Star Music. You know, they, oh, yeah. the, the bigger two-bedroom rooms, mm -hmm. they could just as easy make that a swap and charge $1,100, $1,200 a night like they do for a two-bedroom at uh, wherever. I don't know. It's probably a long shot and way down the road, but I'm, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll see it like a slow creep into like a moderate first and then you never know. Or, or we continue on the same trend that we have, which is, you know, they're adding right now to the Polynesian. Who's going to stop them from adding another Bay Lake tower? Yeah. You know? And, and add that to the association. And then down the road, um, you know, another 25 years when, Derek has an older sweatshirt that he's wearing, and Riviera is still for sale. We've got Bay Lake Tower and Riviera. Uh, so. And Alani. And We just keep, even Disney just wants to go, can we forget that one exists? Can we just, I love Alani. let's not think about it anymore. It's beautiful. Absolutely love it. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think they gave up on the concept anymore, but <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, you know, I uh, great conversation. I think we could go on for probably another hour, just just kind of dreaming and and discussing what we think might happen here. But this is a lot of the the kind of the more recent news and and everything that's come out of Disney Vacation Club in the past few months. And we'll be continuing to do these type of news updates probably once a month or once every two months because there's just so much that goes on, and there's always something that we can kind of make a rumor about or speculate about so why not uh why not continue that trend but thank you guys as always for, for joining a new us. one tonight what was that let's start a brand new rumor tonight let's just make one up let's just okay. start one out and spread panda what do you got <sighs> yeah that they're going to build another bay lake tower where exactly where it is on the other side of the a-frame oh it's already started they've already started they've already yeah They've, they've already broken ground and everything. Foundations up. Already broke ground. Foundations Perfect. up. Love it. He heard it from a bus driver. 
a bus driver told me. Yeah. <laughs> I think he heard it from a quisp box. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the DVC show. Uh, On behalf of our entire panel here, uh, we hope you guys have a good week and we will see you next Monday.